Warning, the following podcast has been classified as insanely lucrative. Listener discretion is advised. By default, just because of how that works, you're going to be getting your reviews spread out. They're just going to come in irregularly. Your attention, please. please. Listening to the AMPM podcast may cause recurring revenue strength and unfair, unfair advantages over your competitors. Other side effects may include better wallets, fired bosses, and longer vacations. Listen at your own risk. Here's your host, seven-figure entrepreneur and online marketing madman, Manny Coates. Manny Coates. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AMPM podcast. My name is Manny Coates, and I will be your host. And this is the show where we discuss how to generate recurring revenue streams 24 hours per day on Amazon during the AM and the PM, hence the name of the show. As a matter of fact, I was out racing my race car with NASA, had a blast this weekend just going crazy with the cars. And while we were racing wheel to wheel, I was making money. How cool is that? Pretty cool, I think. So before I get into the meat of this episode, I wanna let you guys all know, especially for those of you that are brand new and are first time listeners, that I have a website over at ampmpodcast.com. The letter A, the letter M, the letter P, the letter M, podcast.com ampmpodcast.com. Got that? (laughs) Head over there and you can listen to all my podcasts. There's uh, the Scribbles tool. There is a link to our private Facebook group, which is awesome. I am in there every day and, uh, you know, just communicating with everybody. So uh, check that out. It's pretty cool. I've also started doing a Periscope and I try to do this daily whenever I get a moment. If you're not familiar with Periscope, it's where I can get on there and uh, do a video answer questions live and uh, just kind of interact with those of you that uh, want to learn a little bit. So, and I, again, I do that daily. They're typically pretty short little video shows. And um, yeah, that's at the ampmpodcast.com site as well. There's a link on my, I guess a link to my Periscope channel. Uh, You can also find it if you uh, install the app on your phone and you launch Periscope and do a search for Manny Coates you should find me there. You can type Manny Coates. uh, I should be the number one person that pops up. So that said, uh, would appreciate it if you guys uh, came over and visited and said hi. That'd be pretty cool. So, all right, let's get into the episode. I want to talk about launch strategies or or more specifically the pricing strategy when you're launching your products. Okay, and I'm going to tell you what I did when I was starting out. And I still do it to some extent. I, I tweak things a little bit more. So, We're going to skip past the whole process of selecting products and all that. We're just gonna assume that you have a product, everything's ready, it's at Amazon, and you're now, you've got your finger on the red button, you're gonna launch everything, right? It's it's ready to go. So what do you do? All right, so I think the goal for me is to get to a pay-per-click status. I wanna get to a point where I can really scale out the product, okay? And what I mean by that is I can start spending some money on advertising on Amazon pay-per-click and start driving traffic to all of those keyword phrases, right? Because I I wanna generate sales on those keyword phrases that that people are searching for because when people buy through those search phrases, my product will actually move up on the search results for or the rankings for those search results. So let's just say I'm on page five and my product is a blue widget. If somebody searches for blue widget and they see my ad, 
and they buy, they click it and they buy through that, I should be moving up the ranks for Blue Widget. And my goal is if I can get enough sales through that particular key term, eventually I'm on page one. And hopefully if I do everything right, I get to the very top of page one. And then I don't really need to advertise that much at that point. Maybe a little bit just to kind of maintain some velocity if I've got a lot of competition. But otherwise, I can almost stop advertising that product because when people type in Blue Widget, I'm there and I'm automatically going to be getting clicks organically, right, for free. So that's the goal. And I try to do that with all my main keywords. Now, to do that, I have to get reviews. Now, why is that important, you might be asking. If you're brand new, it's a great question. If you've been doing this for a while and you don't know this, shame on you, you should know this by now. <laughs> but really, you, you've gotta get reviews. You have to have social proof that your product is good. So think about this. When someone goes and they're looking for that blue widget and they see you know, five, five products that come up, different companies that are selling it, they're all blue widgets. And four of them all have 50 reviews each, right? They have five-star reviews. Let's just assume they're all five-star. And your product's in there and it has zero reviews. doesn't have any rating yet. Do you think anybody's going to want to buy your product? Probably not. I mean, there's the chance that they will, especially if, you, if your product looks amazing compared to everybody else's, then you might be able to uh, get away with it. But typically, it's just an uphill battle. You want to make sure that you have some reviews. So how do you do that? Well, the old way was to get friends and family and try to get them to review your product. Um, if they'd buy the product, it would be verified. If they didn't, it would be an unverified product. I never liked that strategy. I don't like bugging my friends and my family uh, with my products. I'm constantly bringing out new products. So I, I just don't want to do that. So I think there's just no reason to do it now. There's plenty of review services out there now that you can actually use. And when you use the re these review services, or if you end up building your own review service, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a different, more advanced podcast later, but you can pay to get your products reviewed. So what I would do is I would take my product and I would reduce the price point down to something around, well, if I'm selling my products for 30 to $40 on Amazon, I'm probably gonna reduce them down to about $5, maybe a little bit more, depending on the product. If it's closer to, 30, probably $5. If it's closer to $40, I might go up to like $7, $8. I'm probably going to be selling it at a price point that is very close to what my purchasing price is for that product from my supplier. It's discounted enough that the reviewers really want to review it because it, they know they can't find this product anywhere even close to this price point. Okay, so it's just, it's super awesome. And I don't have to sell it for 99 cents. And I think that Amazon now has caught on to this kind of thing. If they see products for 99 cents, they know that you're trying to do something there. If it's $5, $7, $8, it doesn't look so weird, right? It's, it's just a heavily discounted product. Maybe you're liquidating or something. So when you're using these review services, the reviewers actually get your product at a discount and then they leave your review. And one of the things that everybody's doing now is to try to get around the Amazon terms of service is to basically say at the bottom of the review, this product was received at a discount or for free in exchange for my honest review or my honest unbiased review. Now, that's what you're gonna see on there, but it really doesn't matter, okay? Because most people aren't really going in and reading every single review. And if they see that at the very end, that's okay. Because we're just using, we just want to get our initial reviews for social proof. We want to get that person to actually click into our product. And if you don't even have any reviews or any five stars, when someone does a search and your product comes up, 
doesn't matter, right? Nobody's going to click your product. They're not even going to get a chance to to see any of your reviews. So make sure you're doing that. I, I actually try to go for around 50 reviews. Sometimes I'll go higher. I might go up to 100 reviews if the niche that I'm in, the competition is actually uh, got some really big numbers. You know, if they've got 300, 500, 1,000 reviews, then I would probably try to go for at least 100 reviews. Now, typically, if a lot of my, my competition is if they have like really big numbers, thousand plus reviews, I'm probably not in that market anyways. That's one of the criteria that I look for, right? Is that the competition isn't so stiff that I can't go in there and try to dominate, try to shovel out a little area for myself and, uh, you know, plant my camp down and make some money. So the next question that a lot of people ask is, well, okay, I'm going to get 50 reviews, but should I get them all at once? Should I get them all in the same day or should I spread them out? you know, five reviews over 10 days. And my answer is, it doesn't really matter, honestly. You don't really have that kind of control, typically. When you're using a review service, you're putting your product out there, right? You're gonna give, you're gonna give away coupon codes for 50 products. Let's just say you're going for 50. Um, oh, and by the way, it's these review services, typically they're not 100% free product to review. And what I mean by that is, if you give away 50 units, you're, you're probably lucky to get 80% of the people to actually review, okay? So you have to factor that that attrition in, okay? So if you want 50 actual reviews, then um, shoot for 70 or 75 product giveaways. That way you're gonna hit at least 50, most, most likely if you're using a good service, all right? So everybody's gonna come in, they're gonna grab all of your, your coupons, okay? Let's just say there's 50 of them, um, that's a number I was using, right? And now they're going to place the order. Some of them are going to place the order that day. Some of them are going to place it the next day, maybe even several days later, depending on when your, your coupon expires, right? And then once they get the product, then they have to review it. And some people are going to review it the same day they get it. Other people are going to review it days later and other people won't review it for weeks. So by default, just because of how that works, you're going to be getting your reviews spread out. They're just going to come in irregularly, I think for the most part. At least that's what happens to me when I use the services that I use, okay? Is that making sense? Okay, so now I have my reviews, okay? I've got 50 solid reviews, five stars. Everything looks beautiful. My product, mwah, it's nice, ready to go. All right, so what I'm gonna do is now I'm going to price my product low. I'm gonna try to go in there and I'm gonna look at my competitors, my main competitors, the ones that are are getting most of the sales. And let's just say if, if they're selling the product for $29.99, okay? I'm gonna find out what my break-even point is and I'm gonna sell at that initially, okay? So let's just say that my break-even point after all expenses and fees and everything is about $19.99, all right? And um, I'll, I'll actually sell it for $19.99 initially to grab sales really quick and to get my product showing in the search results. Isn't that crazy? But isn't it genius? Think about it. They're selling it for $29.99. I'm selling mine for $19.99. The product looks pretty much, let's say, almost identical in the search results, okay? The, the logo, the brand is different. What do you think people are gonna buy? They're gonna see two products, similar price. Both of them have really good reviews, or maybe three or four of them have really good reviews, and I'm the only one that's priced at that price point. So I'm gonna outsell them. I'm gonna start grabbing those purchases for those specific keywords. So now guess what happens? I start moving up the ranks for those search terms. 
right? People are typing in blue widget. Wow, look at all these blue widgets. They're so cool. They're so blue. <laughs> now, I think I'm going to buy this one here. Look, it's only $19.99. The other ones are $29. Boom, they start buying. Okay, I start moving up the ranks. But here's the problem. My blue widget initially might not be on page one. People won't see it. Maybe I'm on page 10, right? So they don't even have a chance to buy my product at $19.99. Okay, they can't buy it if they don't know about it. It's a big problem. So what do we do? What do we do? Can you guess? I said it earlier, right? Amazon, pay per click. PPC, that's what we wanna do, guys. So you're gonna go in and you're gonna set up your Amazon pay per click settings, okay? You're gonna use an automatic campaign and you're gonna bid large amounts per click. You wanna drive, you wanna to try to get all that traffic. You wanna get your listing up there at the very top of the ads that show, if you can, okay? That's the way to get to page one automatically. Amazon gives it to you. Your product listing isn't technically on page one, but they're gonna show your product either above all the other listings, on the side of all the listings, or at the bottom of all the listings. Either way, you're on page one, people are gonna see your product. And now they're gonna see a product for a blue widget, even though it says sponsored, most people don't even see that, but they're gonna see a blue widget for $19.99 versus $29.99 for everybody else. Now guess what happens? They buy that product, that, that blue widget at $19.99. And now guess what happens after that? Well, since they bought using the term blue widget, that's what pulled up my ad, I'm now gonna actually move up in the rankings for that. So if I was on page 10, maybe I've moved up to page nine. Maybe I've just jumped up to page five or something. You can, I've had that happen where I go from really, really low page 14 and then suddenly I'm on page four, something like that. It happens. And then you, you're just gonna keep funding this pay-per-click. It's part of the cost of doing business, of getting your, your product initially launched and set. That's how I do it anyways. So now you're moving up the, the ranking. Not, now I'm not talking about BSR or anything like that. You're moving up the search term rankings, okay? You're, anytime someone is searching for a specific term, you're actually ranking for that and people are able to see your, your advertising ad if you're not on page one and they buy through that. And then once you get to page one, you're solid, you're set. So now listen, there's no way to sugarcoat this. You're gonna be losing money doing it this way, okay? You're not even breaking even, you are losing money. You're selling it at your cost, plus you're running pay-per-click, so the pay-per-click is gonna put you at a deficit. You're gonna be upside down, all right? It's what I do in order to establish market share. It's why I'm able to go in and I can grab markets very quickly where other people are struggling they're like, man, I just can't get my product to go. Well, they're trying to make a profit right off, you know, right off the bat, right away. And I, I get that. I know a lot of people are, are struggling. They have to do that. But I mean, most businesses just don't work that way. You know, any big business doesn't work that way. You didn't see Amazon making a profit right off the bat. I think it took them forever. You know, same with any other company. So with this, I'm not planning on losing money for, you know, for years, but the first month, I'm probably not gonna be making any money. I'm gonna be setting myself up so that month two, three, four, and so on, uh, the months after that are really awesome, right? Is that making sense? I mean, this should really be clicking. It should be like these bells going off, these aha moments, because this is gold, guys. This is really good stuff. Okay, so I let this go for about seven to 10 days, okay? That's with my pay-per-click, selling, I'm gonna lose lose some inventory, lose some inventory. Um, 
but after seven to 10 days, I'm gonna have data. I have pay-per-click data. I have all these automatic campaign stats, okay? And Amazon allows you to download these stats, the data, and you can actually go through it. So that's what I do. I go through it and I look at all the keyword phrases that people search for, okay, that I was actually paying for. You know, I'm paying for every click. And I go through and I start eliminating the bad ones, okay? I keep the good ones, but anything that's bad, and what I mean by bad is, you know, there's been a lot of impressions, maybe a lot of clicks. I guess there's two ways. There's a lot of impressions and no clicks, which is bad, and I'll talk about that um, in a second. But there's also a lot of clicks and no conversions, right? People are clicking into it, but they're not buying for whatever reason. Okay, it's probably, uh, it, there, there's a million reasons why that could happen. But if that's happening, you have to get rid of it. So you would take that phrase and you would add it into a negative keyword phrase as an exact match. That's what I do. Or maybe even as a broad match uh, or phrase, uh, depending on, on if you want to get rid of it completely. But an exact match for sure. Okay, and that means that whenever somebody actually searches for that keyword phrase, your product ad is not going to show. Let someone else pay for that click because it doesn't convert. Okay. Now the same thing I said I was going to come back to it. If you're getting tons and tons of impressions for a keyword phrase, but you're not getting any clicks, something's wrong there. I mean, something in your in your uh, product page or your backend keywords or something is causing your product or your ad to actually show to to be displayed, right? But it's not relevant. It's it's nobody's clicking it because there's probably something like there's a keyword in your title and then a keyword in your bullet point and you mix them together and it creates something that Amazon that Amazon thinks is actually relevant, but it's not. You know, does that make sense? I could try to give you an example. Like if I'm selling dog collars and in my bullet point, I have the word tree, right? I don't know why, but let's just say there's the word tree in there. You know, you can hang the dog collar on, on a tree nail. Now, if there's a product called a dog tree, because I have those two keywords, maybe uh, when someone does a search for dog tree, my product is, is actually pulling up and it has nothing to do with a dog tree, but it's pulling up because Amazon thinks I'm relevant based on my, key, uh, my, uh, my keywords. Does that make sense? Okay, so now we've pruned our list, right? We've gone through and we've taken all the bad keywords out and now we should have only the good stuff, the stuff that's actually converting, okay? And this is gonna improve your, ACOS, your ACoS, right? Your cost per click might not go down, but your actual conversion goes up and your ACoS goes down. Okay, so now what I do, I also go through and I find the golden keywords, okay? These ones that are just amazing. These are the ones that are really converting. And I might actually go back and check out my title of my product. And I'll look and I'll say, hmm, is this search phrase, this very specific search phrase, somewhere in my title? And I'm not talking about it being split up right? Like one word in the beginning and one word at the end. I'm talking about them being together as a phrase. If it's in there, I mean, I'm sorry, if it's not in there, I might add it, right? Because that's going to add a lot of juice, a lot of power. Amazon's not going to be saying, whoa, hey, this product here, it is super relevant. It's awesome. And I'm going to get a lot more traffic and I'm going to actually probably move up the search ranks really, really fast for that product search for, or for, that, uh, <laughs> for that search phrase. Does that make sense? Okay, I might even put it into the bullet points. I'm gonna make sure that I grab these things and I put them everywhere. If there's no room in the title, like if there's like eight phrases that are awesome, you know, I'll put the best one in the title, maybe the top two, maybe even three, if I can fit them in and it makes sense. But then the rest are going into the bullet points. And if I can't fit them there, then they go into the search terms on the back end. I hope this is like 
like bells are going off and, and you're like, wow, this is really cool stuff because this is the strategies or these are the strategies that, that I use to launch all my stuff initially, right? It gets me going. It's just really, really powerful. So anyways, um, at this point, we're not even close to being done. Well, maybe we're a little close, but we, we've got some serious stuff going on. I've identified all the good stuff. I've gotten rid of all the bad stuff, okay, in terms of keywords. I now know roughly what my advertising costs are per sale, right? I can do the math. I can look at my A costs and I can say, okay, you know what? It's costing me $3 in advertising for every sale that I make. I'm just using that as an example, okay? It might be $5, $10, whatever the number is. But let's just say I say it's $3 per sale now that I've got rid of all the bad stuff, okay? Well, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go in and I'm gonna increase my price point of my product. Remember, it was at $19.99 before. I'm gonna increase it by maybe $4. It'll go from $19.99 to $23.99, okay? So that's $4 more than I was making before, okay? And remember, I'm. I'm spending three dollars per uh, uh, per sale, so I'm now positive. I'm actually making one dollar profit per product, even when I factor in the pay-per-click costs. Okay, a dollar. Woo! <laughs> I know, right? That sucks. But remember, I'm just setting the product up for future sales. That's the whole goal here. All right. So now I'm slowly at this point going to start increasing my price point, so that by the end of the first month, okay, I have achieved a price point target that. I actually want, okay, where I want it to be. I want to get that that $10 per unit or $10 profit per unit is, is what I'm looking for. That's kind of like uh, my my set point. That's what I like to, or my, my goal, okay? So if I'm at $1 profit now already with the, the product priced at $23.99 and I want to get to $10, I've got to increase $9 between now and the end of the month. So roughly about two weeks is, is that that period where I'm actually increasing the uh, the price. So if I'm outranking my competitors in the primary keywords that it, that you know that I want, then I might stick to the twenty nine ninety nine product price. I might not want to go higher than that. I'm gonna be I mean I'm gonna be looking at everything. I'm gonna be monitoring the sales and seeing what's going on. I'm I'm gonna be monitoring their sales, seeing where they're at. And if I find that if I'm going above their price point and it's really affecting me, I might come back down. Maybe I don't need the $10 profit. Maybe $7 is fine, right? $7 per unit. But if, if I'm selling 1,000 units a week, that's pretty good, right? 1,000 a month even, right? That'd be $7,000 in profit per month. So you're going to have to kind of play with it and see what works for you. But that's kind of how I do it. And that's how I get to a price point where typically... I'm selling my product for more than what my competitors are, sell, are selling their product for. It'll be a few dollars more. Sometimes it's been as high as $10 more than their product, but typically it's three, four, five dollars more than theirs, and I'm just making a lot of sales, so I'm really happy about it. So this whole process is oftentimes not beginner friendly, right? Because it requires some kind of a bankroll. You're losing money initially. I mean, you've sold 50 of your products at a heavy, heavy discount at a loss for sure to get your reviews. And then you're selling essentially for a good part of the month, you're selling your product at break even point, actually less than break even because you've got your pay-per-click costs in there. And then you're slowly over the next couple of weeks ramping up the, the price point to where you're actually profitable. But 
in the end, by the end of the month, you're going to still probably be in the red. You're going to be upside down a little bit. So, you know, you have to think about this, see if it's for you. It's a great way to set yourself up for really big numbers. I would say it's more of an intermediate strategy, maybe even an advanced strategy, especially when you couple it with some other things that, that we do. I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, we'll, we'll save that for, for a different time. But this here will get you going really, really nicely, I think. It won't work for everybody, right? You have to really look at your market and see what makes sense, right? I mean, there might be a, you just can't underprice your your guys by by too much just because the, you, know, you can't afford it and the margins aren't there. But, you know, for those of you that can and you want to follow this, I think it's a, a fantastic plan. If I had to give a name to it, I'd call it the Manny Coates Launch Plan. <laughs> the, yeah, let's call it that. Why not? I don't know anybody else that does it exactly the way I'm doing it. But yeah, I think it's cool. So that's it, guys. I hope you like this. If you really liked it, share it. You know, I mean, I like to get people over to our Facebook group and get the community going, answering questions and and really talking about this and discussing it. Um, head over there. Head up to uh, my website, ampmpodcast.com and uh, subscribe to the the Facebook group from there and check out the other podcast. And if you really like this, please do go on iTunes and and give me a review, uh, a rating. You know, I look at those from time to time and if I see your name in there, that would be really cool. So that's all I've got for you today. Until next time, guys, take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the AM PM podcast hosted by Manny Coates. For more information, insider tools, and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit ampmpodcast.com.